You're listening to Pastor Greg Voorhees, recorded at Shenandoah Valley Baptist Church, Sunday, December 18, 2022. For more information about Shenandoah Valley Baptist, you can visit their website, svbcfamily.com, or find them on all things social at svbcfamily. We're just going to look at Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, just two little verses. But the reason I called it Wonderful Counselor is I'm going to focus particularly on that. It'll all make sense here shortly. But in this passage, it says, For us, or for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given. The child, the Christ child, the Son of God, do you realize he is a gift to us? He was given to us as a gift. And the government will be on his shoulders. I think it's the King James Version. I like it. I think it's the King James Version that said that the, the government rests on his shoulders. Can you, and, and I just want you to be encouraged by that because it, it doesn't matter what our economy looks like. It doesn't matter what's going on in the United States of America or any, anywhere else in the world. The government doesn't rest on the shoulders of Joe Biden. The government does not rest on the shoulders of Donald Trump. The government rests on the shoulders of the Most High God. So regardless, regardless of how things may look, if it looks like, pardon the expression, but if it looks like we're going to hell in a handbasket, it's okay because the government rests on the shoulders of my Jesus. And we're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. The government rests on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I'm going to look at this Wonderful Counselor more here in a minute. Mighty God, this child that was given to us is a gift, is Mighty God. He was 100% God and 100% man. How does that work? I have no idea. I mean, in my natural mind, I can't even wrap my head around something being 100% of two things. But that is Jesus. He is mighty God. What's this everlasting Father? He had perfect unity, has perfect unity with the Father. When Jesus said, when you see the Father, you see the Son. When you see the Son, you see the Father. There's this perfect unity between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Prince of peace. There will be no peace on this earth. Until Jesus returns. There will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be stuff always happening. There will be somebody hating on somebody. Somebody killing somebody. Until the Prince of Peace comes and takes over. And then ultimately after judgment. When we all get to enjoy him forever in heaven. But wonderful counselor. And this is why I want to talk very shortly about this, the, what I call the downside of Christmas. I talked about it a little bit ago. What happens? Yeah, this, Christmas is supposed to be this time of great joy, of great joy and celebration. The King has come. Jesus is here. Salvation has come. These worlds, is, they've all come together. We're one nation under God, one nation under Jesus, one world. Why? why? All, we should be celebrating, but that's not the reality all the times. Christmas, a lot of times, increases anxiety. Why does it increase anxiety? First of all, because we've made it into something that was never meant to be. It was meant to be a celebration of Jesus. 
It was meant to be a celebration of, of the Savior who came, who, who, who paid with his body and his blood and his life so that you could be with him forever. That's what Christmas was always meant to be, but what have we made it into? Again, I love Santa Claus, don't get me wrong, but it's not about Santa Claus. It's not about the elf on the shelf. It's not about the presents. You know, the only presents that we really could, should be focused on, what, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And it wasn't, it wasn't for us. You know, who, who, what have we made Christmas into? And I'm not saying that these are bad things altogether, but when we get so stressed out about, did we buy enough presents? Did we spend enough money? Did we do enough of this? Did we do enough of that? Christmas becomes a thing, a time of, of, of anxiety and a, and a time, this, this anxiousness. Did I do enough? Did, am I going to be up all night wrapping presents? Am I going to do this? You know, it becomes a time of sometimes sadness because I used to have money and something happened. I lost my job. I can't afford Christmas gifts this year. It becomes a time of anxiety so often. Depression, depression often increases in so many people at Christmas. Why is that? Maybe you had the perfect childhood. Maybe Christmas was a time where you got up on Christmas morning, you got your presents, you had the tree, you drank eggnog and all of those things. Well, what happened? Maybe you lost your parents. Maybe you lost your family. And Christmas isn't what it used to be. Maybe you, maybe you were in so love with your spouse and, and you just, Christmas was just so much about you and your spouse being together. And maybe, maybe that spouse left you or, or maybe that spouse died. Now all of a sudden Christmas becomes a time of, of, of depression. So this is a real thing, people. This is Hopelessness increases. You know, it's, it's supposed to be a time of it's a, a time of great hope and great joy. But what does hopelessness lead to? It's also a time of increased suicide. Suicide rates go through the roof at Christmas because of all of these things. It's a quantitative fact. It's not my opinion. It, it happens. People start killing themselves left and right at Christmas because of this anxiety, because it's depression, because they feel that there's no hope anymore. Well, you want to know what? There is a hope. That hope is in Jesus. How do we receive this counsel? We need a good counselor in these times of anxiety. We need a good counselor in these times of depression. That counselor is Jesus. He is the good counselor. And how do we receive that counsel? We've been talking about this. First, through God's word. Through God's word. I don't know why I keep leaving this thing down here because I always seem to want to go back to it. This, this right here, you want counsel from God. You want counsel from Jesus himself. It's right here. God, God is not unknown to you. He's made himself known to you. He's made himself known to you even through these very words. You know, Jesus talked about anxiety. You know, why be anxious about tomorrow? Anxiety has never added a day to your life, has it? Absolutely not. Trust in him. There's good counsel there. For almost anything that you're struggling with, anything, there is counsel from Jesus Christ in this word because he is the word. The word was with God. He was the word. He is the word. We receive counsel from Jesus through this word, through the Holy Spirit. How do we receive counsel through the Holy Spirit? Through prayer. I mean, conversational prayer, not just, God, I'd like a paint Cadillac with tinted windows. So, you know, when the, 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 the police stop me, I, maybe they won't see who I am. No, that, that's, people pray some, some, some interesting things. But I'm talking about conversational prayer. God, 
I don't know what's going on right now. I feel a, a, a darkness inside me that just, 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 just doesn't seem to leave. God, this, this anxiety, man, I was just, I was just, I was walking down the street and it was like some monster that ran up and grabbed me and I'm just feeling so anxious now and I don't know what to do with it. God, help me. And then we had to wait. We need to meditate in that quiet time. You know, that's when Jesus speaks. That's when the Holy Spirit speaks to us so often is, is in that quiet time when we take the time and, and stop looking at the lights and the presence and just taking that time. Holy Spirit, I've just etched out this 15 minutes for you. Hopefully more than that if you're having a lot of trouble. But I've, I've, this, is, this is uninterrupted time. I'm going to turn my phone off. I will turn my computer off. I'm going to make myself available to only you, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. And we do that through that meditation, taking that time, reading his word. Sometimes that meditation, we're reading his word and stop and listen. You know what? So often we talk about we don't receive a word from God. We don't receive counsel from God. It's because you're not stopping long enough to listen. Slow down. Slow it down. We're in a go, 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 go world. We're in a fast, 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 fast world. Do, 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 do world. But so often we don't hear the voice of God because of the noise of the world, the noise of our busyness, the noise of, of, of just of the, the, the to-do the to -do list or the, the honey-do list, whatever the list is. Sometimes we get, or the work list, we get so wound up by this, we don't carve out time just to listen. God, slow us down so much that we can hear the still, not, not, not the loud flamboyant, the still small voice. Slow us down, God. We need to meditate that. We need to meditate that meditation, that quiet time, that, that conversational prayer. God, this is my need. God, this is what I'm feeling. God, this is the God I, I just don't understand. And then just take time and just listen. You're probably not going to hear some audible voice. You know, we've seen Samuel. You know, we know that people have heard an audible voice of God. But sometimes there will be a peace that's just right here that you can't explain any other way about a direction or a thing or something. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. If you are in the middle of turmoil and you're in the go, 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 go world, the fast, 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 fast world, and you slow it down and you feel a peace, guess who that's from? The Holy Spirit. That's coming through from Jesus, the good counselor, through the Holy Spirit. We also receive counsel through other believers. Proverbs eleven fourteen. For the lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. That's also true. Let's, that's the macro level. Let's, let's shrink this down to the micro level. People often fall for the lack of good counselors in their life. Godly men and women who know the word, who they can go to and say, I'm having issues with this. Let me run this by you. We need to pray that God gives us those godly people in our lives that give us good advice, godly advice, because we, we find preservation in that. Back to Isaiah, of the, greatness of, this, of the greatness of his government and peace, 
There will be no end. Have you heard that someplace, Eric Burstock? Of the greatness of this government. There will be no end. This menorah is still up here. It doesn't go out because Jesus doesn't end. Jesus is eternal. The Father is eternal. The Holy Spirit is eternal. There is no end to the government that, that, that rests on the shoulders of my Jesus. There is none. The peace, the peace that's found right here never ends. Never ends. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. From, the, from that time on that that, that, that that child was given, the kingdom of God had arrived. What's John the Baptist? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. When Jesus set foot on this planet, the kingdom of God had arrived. Have we still seen it yet in this full glory? Have we seen it in this full fruition or its full establishment yet? No, it's still growing and growing and growing. But the kingdom of God landed on this earth when a, a child was given, that Jesus. And you want to know what? He was from the, the tribe of Judah. He was the lion of the tribe of Judah. King David was in his bloodline. You want to know why? You want to know why the, 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 all these governments tried to kill the Jewish people? It's because Jesus was coming through the, Jesus, through the Jewish people. That was a promise that was made to Abraham. And through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who heard what did God change his name to? Israel. <laughs> you know, it was through that promise. It was, it was through that promise that, that, that Jesus came and, he, and he, would, he, would take, he would sit on the throne of his, fa of his father David. And he does to this day. David's throne still exists because not because David's sitting on it. It's because Messiah Jesus now sits on it. And Messiah Jesus does not end. He, there is no end. And he rules the world with justice and righteousness he does the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Justice is always found. No, nothing escapes the eye of the good king. Nothing escapes the eye of, of Messiah. But here's the thing, that song, A Strange Way to Save the World. Here's the really interesting thing about King Jesus. No sin goes unpunished. But you want to know what? If you're a believer, he took it on himself. He doesn't even make you do it. He doesn't even make you be punished. He exacts justice even upon himself so that you don't have to experience that justice. That's a good king. That's a good king. It doesn't matter. We talk about King Arthur and the round table and these, all these wonderful things from his King Arthur. But you went on. King Arthur had nothing. Nothing on Jesus. <laughs> nothing on Jesus. With justice and righteousness, he rules. And how is this going to be accomplished? Through anything we could ever do, and this is the end of the verse. And we'll wrap this up. It is the zeal of the Lord Almighty that accomplishes this. This righteousness, this justice, this salvation, 
this, 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 this saving of the world, the saving of you and me, it cannot be accomplished by anything that we could ever want to do or could ever do. It has been accomplished by the zeal of the Lord God Almighty. Only he could bring that salvation. Only he could bring that peace. Only he can have that kind of righteousness and, and, and gift us that type of righteousness, a righteousness that isn't our own, but one is of, the, of Jesus himself. And only he can exact a perfect justice, even if it means pouring that justice back upon himself. Jesus is something to be excited about. Christmas is something to be excited about. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, there is hope in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is silencing of that crazy fast voice that drives you crazy in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the mighty God. He's wonderful. He's Counselor. He's Prince of Peace. He's mighty God. He's all of those things. He's all of those things, not only to the Jewish people or the Christian people. He is all of those things to anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. Salvation is found by calling on the name of the Lord. He doesn't care. He doesn't care where you're from, what you've done, where you've been. None of those things. I've heard so many times. I've heard so many times that, that I'm not good enough. I've heard so many times, I'm not clean enough. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not deserving of the, of the love of God. When you want to know what none of us are. If you are sitting in this room and you feel that way, you're not alone. Because none of us are deserving of the love of God. It is a gift. It is, it is something he bestowed upon us by giving us the child by giving us the king who came in a fleshly form and grew up, the branch of David that lived a sinless life and was a sacrificial lamb who exacted his own justice upon himself so that you didn't have to experience it. Well, you know what? Jesus loves you that much. I don't care what you've done. Don't care where you've been. Either does he. The righteousness of the, the people who are the, the followers of the way is not their own righteousness. It is that garment of righteousness that Jesus gives to us. When we go to try to get into the, to the, to the, to the bridegroom's celebration, and, and we have to be ready, we have to be, we have to be wearing his garments of righteousness. When you want to know what that garment of righteousness that the Bible talks about, it was given to us through the righteousness of Christ, not anything you ever could have done. I don't care. I don't care about how bad your sin is. Either does he. He loves you that much. David, murder, adulterer, a lot of things. But he was still a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he recognized who Messiah is. He recognized who Yahweh is. What is Yahweh? I am. I am. He knows I am. I am a lot of things, is what God's saying. That is a cool name. I am provider. I am your counselor. I am your shield. These are all the things God wants to be to you. I am the lover of your soul. I am. All the things that you need, God's saying, I am. Yahweh. That's no small thing. 
That's no small thing. Regardless of what your need is, God is saying, I am. I am the solution to the problem you didn't know you had. I am. I I, I am the, the horn of righteousness. I am the giver of peace. I am the giver of salvation. This is what the Father is saying to you. This is what he has made possible through his son, Jesus Christ. This is the thing that when when you say that I want to be a follower of Jesus and the Holy Spirit then comes and resides inside you, this is how God becomes all things to you. Anything you could ever need, it doesn't matter how deep of a cleansing it needs to be, I am. God has the ability to do it. God created you. He can clean you. He can reconstruct you. He can make you in the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that exciting? If you feel you have no hope, that's a lie from hell. You have hope. You have a God whose name is I am. 